Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics around the world are calling not good. More like, I'm not going to try it. Huh. All right. Perfect. Awesome. Off to a great, great start. Um, anyways, yeah, welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is good to be with you uh, this week and um, and every week, really. It's just it's just great to be with you, and um, and hopefully that doesn't sound creepy. But if it does, well, that's just the way it is. Um, anyways, let's start with a little bit of movies, and uh, we'll do some uh, checking in um, later because when I talk to you about uh, last week's show that we did, which was a very special show. But before we get into that, let's talk about some movies. Let's talk about what we have, what I've been watching lately and have been enjoying um, quite a few things. I rewatched Desperado, the uh, classic Antonio Banderas movie um, with, uh, you know, you got Cheech Marin. You got, uh, I don't know why I picked him, but I think he's got a very memorable part. Uh, but Danny Trejo, of course. Um, Tarantino's got a little, uh, you know, cameo in there that's pretty good. Um, and it's just a really great, solid action movie from uh, Rodriguez. Um, but, yeah, it's. I remember watching it all the time as a kid, wearing out the VHS almost. So watching that again recently, I was just taken right back to that time um, of being a nerdy kid. And now I'm a nerdy kind of adult. Adult in quotes. Um, so yeah, I still give that a good, that movie still holds up. Deliverance, I saw for the first time because of, um, Tarantino's book, Quentin Tarantino's book I'm reading, it's called Cinema Speculation, and a lot of the chapters, each one's like a different, about a different movie, and so if there's one that I haven't seen, I've been trying to watch them, and so Deliverance was one that I'd never seen, and I liked it. I feel like it didn't live up to as much as, you know, there's so much hype that this is one of the best movies, and it was great. Um, and, and I think actually we have a Burt Reynolds story later on in the show and Burt's good. I mean, he was great in it and I, and I get that he's supposed to be like this bravado tough guy for the first half of the movie and then kind of just not that. And he's just kind of quiet and he breaks his leg, spoiler alert. And then it's just kind of not that big, big of a part from there on out, but, uh, it was still pretty good. And, uh, and yeah, I love, I I don't know if I loved it. <laughs> I was just going to be like, I loved it. No. Um, but I thought it was, it was okay. I'll give it an okay. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Rewatch that. That one I'll still give a solid good. Um, quite excellent. Uh, that's with, um, that's written by Shane Black. It's got Val Kilmer, Robert Downey Jr. So awesome. Love that movie. Uh, the Family with Robert De Niro. Um, I'd never seen this movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Luc Besson. Besson? Um, and that one is about a family, um, that is, which makes sense because that's why it's called that. Um, but a family that's on the run and they're in witness protection and it is, yeah, directed by Luke, Luke Besson, um, kind of a stylish action comedy. And you know what? I, I hadn't seen it when it came out. It's about, let's see, what year did it come out? It was 2013, but I will tell you, um, I always wanted to see it. I thought the trailers looked really great when it first came out, but uh, yeah, oof, uh, did not, I'll give that one a not good, 
A solid not good. Uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom, the documentary based off of the book of the same name about the you know, strokes and the alternative rock scene in New York right around the time that the strokes broke. Um, great book. Love the book. Um, and the movie, so far, I'm halfway through it. And that I'm giving a not good, too. I just didn't like the execution of it. Um, Out of the Blue, which is a movie that is got Jack Nicholson's son. Um, and let's see here. Out of the Blue, going to pull it up. Uh, written by Neil Laboot, um, which Neil Laboot's awesome and has written some some great stuff. And this has Hank Azaria, who plays an over-the-top uh, police officer. And usually Neil Laboot writes some crazy, crazy intense stuff. But I got to say, this one was another... He wrote In the Company of Men, which was great. But this one, yeah, was another solid not good. So try to avoid the family, meet me in the bathroom, and out of the blue. All right, from there, let's go do some TV reviews. This is some random TV shows that I've been watching that I like um, and that I can recommend or not recommend, too. Uh, but let's start with this one, which is Tulsa King I've talked about, and that is still very, very solid. Every episode that's been on has been really good, and I've been digging that. Uh, we got Sylvester Stallone, Martin Starr. I mean, right there, you just can't can't beat that. Oh, and Andrea Savage, too. Is so funny. She's awesome. She's great in this, too. Uh, Welcome to Chippendales is the story of how Chippendales became Chippendales. And I used to work at a club similar called I Would Dance at uh, Jiggles. Uh, No, I wouldn't. And uh, (laughs) anyways, but uh, Welcome to Chippendales is pretty good. It's uh, it's got Kamil Nanjani, and um, he kills it. In this, and it's funny because the first episode is like I don't know if you've seen the movie Star Eighty, but it is Star Eighty essentially, um, and it's about the killing of a Playboy playmate. But yeah, pretty pretty good TV show. So so far, um, yeah, I can recommend it. You should definitely check it out. Mary Kiss Cam, the made-for-TV Hulu movie, uh, is a romantic a rom-com and um, kind of a Hallmark movie, and it is. Um, based at uh, Carmody's in Duluth. And I think that's the, I want to double check on the spelling of that name. But um, it was this bar that is kind of off the beaten path and in, D- in Duluth, Minnesota. And I remember going up there with Paige last summer or last, uh, last October, um, like a year from last October. And Carmody... Yep, Carmody Irish Pub. That was the place that we went to, and it was it was so such a character in and of itself, and so fun. But to be honest, of that movie, that's the only redeeming part so far. <laughs> so I'm gonna give Mary Kiss Cam that good, um, but it could be great. Maybe the second half redeems itself. Uh, Mary Kiss Cam. Yeah, we talked about that. And then uh, let's talk about Mary Kiss Cam. No, um, from there, Fleischman is in trouble is a TV show on FX and Hulu, and it is 
a very interesting show because it's about this guy, Toby Fleischman, who all of a sudden, you know, him and his wife of 15 years, they decide to separate. And it's kind of him dealing with that, dealing with the separation and his kids dealing with that and him kind of trying to date again. But then also it's this weird thing of all of a sudden his separate, his wife who's separated from him, she ends up going missing. And so it's this thing of trying to find her. And so it's like a little bit of a, so she ends up going missing. So it's a little bit of a, you know, mystery as well. But, um, but yeah, very strange tone, but I'm, I'm into it. And of course, Unsolved Mysteries, I'm still loving this. This season is awesome. Uh, really good stuff, really crazy stuff. There's one about um, an air traffic controller that basically witnessed a bunch of UFOs. Essentially, that's what he he thinks they were. And uh, no, and about no one believing him in the town, he ends up having to relocate because people are kind of, his coworkers are making fun of him and all that. And it's, yeah, it's really great, great storytelling. And it was interesting. It struck me there was this one guy who, um, and it was a Minnesota episode, and he ends up going missing. But like, you know, when they do the police investigations and all that, they have to go through his hard drive, and they found out that he was like, you know, pretending, role-playing, pretending to be a woman, talking to guys. So, you know, maybe he was like just experimenting at the time, which is, you know, that's that just happens. You know what I mean? That's no big deal. But like, it, I was conflicted watching it, knowing that like he's missing, and they're talking about it now. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're kind of, the show's kind of outing him in a way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was something about it was just kind of, you know, weird to me. But, um, but that whole show is just always weird. Unsolved Mysteries, always been creepy. Creeped me out as a kid, creeps me out now. All right, now we will move on to some checking in, a little bit, a little bit of the checking in segment, if you will. Um, how have you guys been? You had a good week? Everyone okay? Uh, I'm doing well. The week's been awesome. Last week we did something very different that I can highly recommend. We did a podcast that was not your usual podcast. It was a book club. It was the very first, the inaugural episode of BBC Best Book Club. Uh, title coined by Jacob, one of the guest hosts, um, co-hosts, if you will. And so there you go. The plan is to do a different book every month. And the first book that we did was The Pallbearers Club by uh, Jeff, or sorry, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Paul Tremblay. Uh, that author would hate that I miss, you know, misstated his name, but he'd also hate the podcast because we were all not the biggest fans of that book, but I'm definitely, it's one of those things where that was my first jump into his, that author's books, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to try something else for sure. Um, but then also for the next book club, we're reading the book. Uh, grab it right now. It's on my, my little counter over here. Um, it is All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. So there you go. That's the one I'm going to crack soon and then read that for this month. So there you go. Check check that out. If you want to follow along, um, that'll be the book for the month of December. 
So pick that up. All good people here. Ashley Flowers. And uh, once we do the, the, you can, you know, when we do the actual podcast, anytime leading up to it, you can reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And if you have any questions or comments on the book, we will read it on air. So there you go for that. All right. So other kind of checking in stuff. Um, I went to last weekend, went to a Minnesota wild game. It was the wild versus the ducks. And it was an awesome hockey game. Now I know you're thinking, you look at me and you see what I look like. And you're like, you're clearly, you know, you've played sports a lot and you're probably the biggest um, athlete I've met. And the thing is, you're not wrong. Um, but no, I, I do like sports, though, and I do like uh, going to hockey games especially. And so going to the Wild was pretty cool. When I lived in California, I went to some Ducks games and some Kings games. So seeing the Ducks versus the Wild was kind of bittersweet. And uh, the Wild ended up winning, um, and they went to overtime. And then a shootout, this is the first time I've seen a shootout live, and then they ended up winning. So that was pretty cool. Um, and it was probably one of the coldest nights walking around St. Paul there. Um, but yeah. Oh, and this is, I wanted to bring this up. So there were some massive lines to get into the park, parking garages. And we were waiting in line forever to get in this one parking garage. And all of a sudden, you know, we're ready to be right at the front and go into the garage. And this car just like, just screeches in front and then asks if they can go right ahead of us. And so I was faced this faced with this dilemma of, you know, do I be the nice guy? It is the holiday season. Do I let them go in <laughs> or do, do I roll down the window and say, no, or the Minnesota, no, and then just let them kind of deal with that. Like you just kind of bathe in that for a little bit, bathe in that. No. Um, I ended up, you know, letting them in, of course, but, uh, but there was the part of me that wanted to be like, no, you got to learn. Like, you don't just do that. Like he probably cut off at least 20 cars. Um, but you know, that's the holiday season, right? You gotta, you gotta give a little to get a little. All right. From there. Let's go to some entertainment news. This is entertainment news of the week. We'll start with this story. Anything with the John Wick movies, sign me up. Meaning any story at all. Even if it's just talking to me about um, John Wick's shoes on the and, uh, and what Keanu Reeves is going to wear um, for the next John Wick movie. I'm cool with that. I, I will read that. I will take the time to read the entire article of that. Uh, but this one is about Lance Reddick. So he, of course, has already been in all of the John Wick movies and is awesome. Um, and he is, you will also recognize him from Bosch. So he was great in Bosch. But uh, so the John Wick, John Wick films have obviously, they've been trying to do all these spinoffs for a long time, including a TV series, The Continental. And then also, um, you know, it's looking at like Anna de Armas and Len Wiseman's Ballerina, which was originally announced way back in 2017. But there you go. That will eventually see the underworld director focus on one of those murder train dancers that Angelica Houston is seen putting through the ringer in John Wick Chapter 3. So that's pretty cool. 
I'm excited for that. So Houston's already signed on for the part in the spinoff movie and Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane, which is huge. But the new one was that Reddick has just signed on, which um, I'm completely stoked about as if it can, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. So yeah, I am pumped to see that one. Um, and then, so, oh yeah, so we were talking about Burt Reynolds, Reynolds. <laughs> um, that was the best pronunciation of his name, right? Uh, Burt Reynolds, we were talking about earlier from Deliverance. So he was considered a sex symbol in the seventies, right? I don't know why. Um, and you know, so this came out this week that, uh, his co-star Sally Field was talking about, um, how they would make out in, um, their movies and was talking about the, how, how, how he was as a kisser. Um, but yeah, so she said, you know, okay, this is going to be a shocker folks. And she was, uh, saying this on, um, Andy Cohen show, uh, watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. So she says that this is going to be shocking. And she said, uh, that, you know, the situation continued to get worse and, um, you know, the two were talking about how her and Reynolds weren't just acting in the film together, but they were dating offset as well. And she said, I tried, I tried to look the other way and say, well, that was just then, but it was just, it was something he did not do well. Um, talking about kissing and, uh, said that according, well, according to her, she was saying that there was a lot of drooling and that was the main reason that made him not a good kisser. So yeah, I can see him being a big drooler. Gross. So gross. Uh, this is bummer news. I hate reporting about cancellations of TV shows, especially if they're shows that I love. And one of them is HBO's Los Espookies, uh, created by Julio Torres and Anna Fabrega and Fred Armisen. Um, but yeah, it was a really weird kind of supernatural comedy. And so it will end its run on HBO after two seasons. So that's only 12 total episodes, which is a bummer, but, um, but yeah, and its second season was long delayed by COVID and didn't arrive till three years after season one. So that might be some of the reason too. I feel like if a show has that long of a break in between it, the fans just kind of fade away and that seemed to be the case on this one. So that is definitely a bummer, a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer or a bummer. Um, so rest in peace, Los Spookies. From there, let's go to advice. This is everyone's favorite uh, section of the podcast. And so we're going to just keep giving you more of it. Uh, so if you have any questions, um, you know, advice questions, love questions, anything at all that you want answered, reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That is notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And we will answer your question on a future podcast. First up, um, the spouse feels like her husband is awfully invested in his colleague's love life. So the spouse worries about the husband's interest in a coworker's personal life. Um, and that's getting kind of weird at this point. But he's very adamant. He says that he's not on the verge of cheating. So apparently it got to the point where she confronted him about that and that that could be a possibility. So the good thing is that they're being at least open about it and they're talking about it. 
But I think it's, yeah, it's a little suspect. They might just be really close and, and platonic. It might be a totally harmless thing. It depends on how constant it is. I think you should probably slim it down a little bit. You know, if it's during breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and just as soon as you wake up and that's all he's talking about, yeah, that's kind of, that's getting to be a little weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's a... Uh, that's definitely a, that's definitely a weird one. You might want to cut that one down a little bit. Um, a new mom doesn't want boyfriend's ex to meet her baby. A new mom's instincts are screaming, she says, giving her a bad spidey sense as her boyfriend's controlling ex-wife insists on meeting the baby. I yeah, the weird part about this is that she's insisting on it. Like, you know, you're not clearly they're pro- she's still involved with Involved meaning is still talking to and friendly with uh, your husband, which that can happen. But it, it is that is a little that's a little weird. Like, why are you trying to get so involved? She's just trying to stay a part of the family. What a weirdo. <laughs> Maybe not. That's the other thing too. I love these because it could be from that side. It could be totally just harmless. And she's such a great person. And she's like, I just want friends. So if it's that, then yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Give her a break. <laughs> if not, cut her out of her life. Cut her out of your life. Uh, restaurants and friends, and oh, uh, sorry, restaurants and friends, little kids, do they mix? That's the age-old question that we all want to know, um, and I'm gonna answer it. No. <laughs> Uh, when friends meet at a restaurant, is it possible to politely request that the parents leave the children at home? Of course. Politely tell them that their kids are annoying and not fun. Not fun with kids. That's a new podcast. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. You know what I mean? Um, it's one of those things that you can do it in a polite way and you can just say, hey, this time let's do something different, not bring the kids. Let's just do a date night, a double date night, you know, have some fun with it. Um, oh, so this, uh, a boyfriend, a couple is talking about engagement and the boyfriend has a free family ring. And right now it's beginning to be an early point of disagreement. Um, so the question is boyfriend's family ring. What do you think? So the, the woman in this relationship, she's not into it. Um, it is a free family ring, but it's also, you know, something that's been in, you know, in the family forever. Um, yeah, I I can see that point. Will you marry me and wear this ring that multiple generations have died in? It sounds pretty appealing. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say opt for, you, you can do that too, but then get a new one as well. You know what I mean? Like, appreciate the symbol of it. We that I love the sentiment. I think that's awesome. But a new ring is signifying something new between you two. So go for that. All right, and finally, we move on to some random news of the week. This is some random bizarre or just uh, interesting or weird stories that I've found in the past week. And we start with a wildlife story. 
We love them. And it's also a Christmas uh, tale as well. You know, I was going to say it's a Christmas story. I still haven't seen that movie ever. Um, I have told myself this will be the winter that I watch that movie. I'm going to sit down, watch a Christmas story, and see what it's all about. People love it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll be my new planes, trains, and automobiles. Could be. For a lot of people, it is. Um, but anywho, is old wildlife officials in Oregon came to the rescue of somebody that got a head start on decking the halls with a deer that its antlers became entangled in Christmas lights. Um, so there you go, a buck. The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife said that rescuers responded to a call from the Dallas Police Department about a buck with antlers covered in Christmas lights. The staff were able to locate and dart the buck to remove the lights. No injuries were found on the buck, and the buck ended up getting up quickly and then went on its own way to celebrate the holidays. A yellow ear, ear tag was placed in each ear for identification purposes, and the deer was placed on a grill for hunger purposes. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, the department recommended residents take measures to protect bucks, which are known to rub their antlers, and said if, you're, if you have deer frequently on your property, hang lights higher up in trees where they can't get to them. So there you go, a little public service announcement. Here at Not Good, we try to help everybody all the time. Um, next, an 86-year-old viola player in England was awarded a Guinness World Record. You know how we love these records here. Um, she was awarded the record after playing with the same orchestra for over 71 years. When she was woken from her eighth nap of the day, she commented, where am I? Um, yeah. But yeah, the record-keeping organization confirmed that she was the new record holder for the longest career as a player for the same orchestra after playing for the Red Hill Sinfonia in, for 71 years and 194 days. So Miller, who's still active with the group, first played with the Red Hill um, Sinfonia at uh, age 14. And she's been with the organization for all 73, or for 73 seasons. And she took the record from bass player Jane Little, who spent 71 years playing for the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. And when reached for comment, Jane said that she wanted them to fight it out cage match style. So look out for that. Um, finally, authorities in North Carolina are trying to find the owner of an emu spotted wandering loose in Person County. Person County. So Person County Animal Services said in a Facebook post that the emu, 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 <laughs> sometimes there's certain words that just give you trouble or all the words that give me trouble. Um, and the emu was spotted wandering off Burlington Road in the Hurdle Mills area, but the origins of the bird are unknown. Animal Services said it was trying to identify the owner to assist with capture. If no owner is found, a rescue or sanctuary will be contacted to assist with capture, and will, it will be transferred into their care. The name of the sanctuary is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, there you go. <laughs> With that, good to end on a strong, a, a strong note. And uh, speaking of that, what a strong note this uh, full episode has been. One of the best. Uh, thanks for being with us, um, and thanks for being with us another week, and just hanging out with Not Good. I, you know, I appreciate it. And uh, if you have any comments, not good with Matt Rashavi 
or not good with Matt at gmail.com. I forgot my own uh, um, email there for a minute. Um, not good with Matt at gmail.com. Reach out and uh, just tell us what you like the show or what you don't like about the show. And um, special thanks, of course, to Nalo and the Unis for great music again this week. We will see you one week from today. I love you.